Hello and welcome back to Conscious Nation, the podcast. I am your host, Naomi. Today, I wanted to discuss with you guys um, buffering and addiction, my take on addiction. Um, I've really been thinking about this one a lot recently, um, and it's been coming up that I don't exactly have the same outlook on addiction as your average person. Um, so being addicted to, and by being addicted to, I don't just mean drugs or alcohol. I do mean sex, gambling, uh, social media. Um, I mean, whatever, you know, food, whatever your mechanism is. Um, I do mean just anything that you could possibly be addicted to. Um, the reason I don't like the current conception of addiction is because some doctors and people say that you either are an addict or you're not, and that the deciding factor in whether you are or not is your anatomy, um, meaning your genetics. So that if you are an addict, it means that your brain works differently than that of a non-addict. And to me, that's false. Um, it's false because I believe it's not really a matter, um, like, I don't think it's a matter of whether you are an addict or not. I think it's a matter of whether or not you are buffering. I think it all comes down to your coping mechanisms and how you handle, uh, you know, hard situations or trauma. Um, so buffering, my, you know, to me, buffering is... Um, the act of drowning out or pushing away your feelings. So everyone does it in one way or another and to one extreme or another. Um, you know, like I said, you can do it with food, exercise, sex, gambling, social media, drugs or alcohol, um, socializing, you know, millions of things that you can buffer with. Just like there's how many different things you can be addicted to. Um, so... The current concept of addiction, I believe, in a way, it's robbing people of their power. Um, when you say, yes, I'm an alcoholic because I drink so much that I can no longer function, you know, during my day-to-day -day life, I can't function anymore. I wake up and I drink and I drink all day long. So I, I am an alcoholic um, because I can't you know, wake up and go without, uh, without drinking all day, or even if you only drink at the end of the day, whatever it is, you struggle to not do, to not drink. Um, so you say, yes, I am an alcoholic. I believe I have a problem, you know, so I, I need to stop drinking. Then you do it. You stop drinking. Your main focus becomes staying away from alcohol, you know, not drinking. And you go to the meetings and you meet, you know, a group of people doing the same thing and being sober and now your life gets better. You know, you start saving money and you get your license back and, you know, whatever. Your life starts piecing back together, you know, slowly but surely because you are no longer drinking. And meanwhile, a lot of your focus day to day is going towards not drinking you know, and making sure that you don't do it and you don't relapse and go back to drinking. Um, and so, yeah, your life does get better. The pieces start falling into line again. Um, and things get under control. But like I said, now still your main focus is spent towards not drinking and making sure you don't do it. And the longer you go without drinking, you know, the more sobriety chips you get and, 
you know, praise and recognition and all these things. And you go the, you can go the rest of your life without ever taking a drink and your life would be sufficient. You know, you're, you are an alcoholic, whether you're drinking or not, you believe you're an alcoholic and you are sober. However many years, life is great. Everything is good. But now the issue I have is that alcohol now is the problem, either alcohol or the way you were born and the way that your brain works. Those two are now the issue. And that to me is robbing people of their power and, and in a sense, like their right to lead a quote unquote normal life. Does this make sense? I hope this makes sense. Um, I do believe in, in addiction. I do believe anyone can be addicted to anything. I just need to clarify that. I do believe that you can be addicted to painkillers. You know, your body can physically need them to get through the day. Or I do believe you can be addicted to food. I do believe that, you know, in the raw sense of addiction, I do believe in that. I just don't believe in the current concept of addiction. So it's more of, you know, how going about, not, you know, whether whether you are or are not one and that your brain and how you're, you know, the way you're born is the deciding factor in whether you are or not I, in your genetics. That's the part that I struggle with and that I don't truly believe in. Um, I, I know, you know, multiple addicts and I do know that addiction is a real thing. I just don't believe that you are either born an addict or you're not, that you either are or you're not. I believe it, it all comes down to how you cope and whether or not you do cope, you know, with the hard issues and, or traumatic things that have happened to you in your life. Um, so I hope that that's clear and that that's making sense. Um, so yeah, like I had mentioned, you know, I don't believe the issue is the addict's brain. Um, I think it's that it's different from a not addicts. I just believe that it's all a matter of whether you cope. Um, with your negative emotions or not. Um, if something hard or traumatic happens and instead of, you know, allowing yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, instead of allowing yourself to feel those difficult emotions and process it, um, instead of doing that, you push them away as, as a means of protecting yourself. You know, sometimes it's not even conscious that you're doing that. Um, so the emotions don't just disappear, you know, or the traumatic situation that happened, your feelings and thoughts about that situation don't just go away. Your brain is now constantly putting that effort in, effort in to push them away and keep them away. Um, and so to keep them from coming up, you're using, in this example, alcohol or whatever it is that you don't want, you know, that you're using. For some people, it's, you know, food. You know, when I start to f feel bad about myself, I'm going to eat you know, and drown out those feelings, buffer those feelings. For some people, it's like, uh, I'm ashamed of this, the way I look or something I did or whatever it is. So I'm going to go and exercise because exercising, it numbs those emotions. You know what I mean? It drowns them out and I don't have to feel them. You know, and for some people it is drugs, you know, whatever it is, whatever your mechanism is, you know, it's all a matter to me. It's not a matter of how you're born or what you're born with or the way your brain works. It's 
whether or not you're facing and allowing yourself to feel those emotions or whether you're buffering them with whatever your vice is. And so one way I think, this is just one of many ways to tell if you are buffering is if you struggle to be alone with yourself. So, and you know, not, I, I can be home alone all the time, not so much physically alone by yourself. I mean, yes, that is an indicator, but I mean, when you are home alone, do you struggle to have no noise? You know, the TV, I know a lot of people that will have the TV playing in the background or the radio podcasts, just, you know, some sense of noise or they need to be watching something. If you, if you're not cleaning or cooking or, you know, doing something, if you're just sitting in your bed, if you're just sitting outside in your chair, wherever, in silence, is it uncomfortable for you? Do you feel there needs to be something like music, radio, TV, you need to call someone or text somebody or look at social media? Or are you able to sit with yourself for a decent amount of time or is it uncomfortable? I think that is a like surefire sign that you're buffering because if you are able to sit alone with yourself in silence you're not, you know, you're not worried about what your mind is going to bring up and what's going to come to the forefront of your mind doing so. Um, I really struggled with this for a long time and there is no way around buffering. You know, if you are someone who does it, then you just have to really explore what it is your mind is trying to protect yourself from? What are the negative emotions? What hard situations have you not fully processed yet and dealt with? You know, and even if they're from decades ago in your past, you know, what what could have happened to you or that you witnessed that you're not exactly, you know, that you haven't fully processed yet? Um, and I think that not everyone knows that they're buffering because I think you either assume you're either an addict or you're not. And the, you know, a lot of people just assume, well, do I do drugs? No. Okay. So I'm not a drug addict. Do I drink too much? No, I only drink recreationally or socially or occasionally, or I only have one glass at night. So no, cause I'm functioning and I'm fine. So I'm not an alcoholic. That's why I think those terms can you know, and the current concept of addiction can kind of hinder someone's growth more than help it. Because instead of it being some big self-realization and, okay, I need to go do the 12 steps. I need to get a sponsor. I need to go to meetings. Boom, boom. Here's my checklist. And once I do all these things, I'll have my addiction under control. You know, that's not always the case. Addiction is not always drugs or alcohol, first of all. And addiction you know, isn't black and white. You could just be buffering and you could be doing it with a lot of really healthy things. Exercise, it's a really healthy thing. But if you're using it, you know, subconsciously as a way to not feel negative emotions, then no, it's not necessarily a healthy thing for you. 
Um, and so I hope that my standpoint on all of this is coming through clear and that you're understanding, you know, what it is I'm saying and where it is I'm coming from. I don't want this to come across the wrong way. I don't want to offend anyone here. You know, I just, this is, you know, just my mentality on the subject. I mean, I do, I do, um, you know, struggle with, you know, coping with my negative emotions, you know, in, in a way. And I think that just staying conscious of that and really making sure that you're processing all of your feelings, you know, the hard ones included and, and, and the bad, you know, feelings too, I think is really important for all of us to be able to be our best selves and really go into our lives as our best, best selves. Um, so thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry I haven't recorded in a couple weeks now. Um, I did get a second job bartending for the summer, uh, just for the extra money of it. And things have just been crazy, crazy around here. So I will um, stay more consistent with it from here on out with my new schedule and hope to see you guys next time. Bye.